and and we're just gonna let's just jump right into it and of course uh, talking about the stock buybacks because this is something that i i i, I oddly agree with alexandria ocasio cortez on and i don't agree with anything that she says but with this particular point that she's been raising because it, it's a, it's an interesting point to have the airline industry coming to the american people coming to the american government getting on their knees being please bail us out we're in trouble. We're the backbone of this country. We allow you to fly everywhere and you don't want to know what we do to your luggage and your pets. And the, 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 there's a lot of controversy surrounding the, uh, the, the airline industry. But again, the biggest one, the last 10 years, they used 96% of their cash, of their profits to buy back their stocks. This is, this is unfair for, for many reasons because it's pretty much rewarding themselves and creating an industry that's just an outright sham. It, it's all fake. I mean, American Airlines, they did, they did this to the tune of $12 billion. And, and, and what they're doing right now is, of course, creating you know, very low risk to themselves. It, it, when, when a company is struggling and has stocks, they usually sell those stocks. But these people don't want to do that because of greed, because their stock value would go down if they would sell it and share their stocks on the public market, which they should. But again, this is just, again, leveraging of their own balance sheet. They, they, they want to reduce equity. They want to reverse debt. And, and, and it's absolutely repulsive to see someone gaming the system this way, because this is how the system's rigged. This is how the system's, uh, you know, just manipulated. You told me that this is not just, you know, the airline industry doing this. This is GE. These are other major industries that, of course, just create their own little fancy terms for all this economic stuff. But in reality, it all comes down to uh, finagling, theft, hooey, malarkey, crap. Uh, that's my assessment on it. What's your take on it? And, and, and uh, do you think I'm incorrect in any way? No, I mean, and I also want to reiterate that I don't think that stock buybacks should be illegal. I mean, it's part of a free market. And as long as people are open and honest and transparent, then, I, you know, I don't think that it should be something that we ban. But we don't have a free market, but we have rich. We have socialism for the rich, though. Socialism for the elite. Sorry. Oh, yeah. 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 Without a doubt. But the second part of my statement was going to be we also shouldn't be going and bailing these guys out when they make these decisions. Right here, we have, we have on screen a pretty famous example of GE's $24 billion buyback boondoggle. This article is actually from two years ago, but it goes on to say that CEO Jeff Immelt, if he hadn't gone on a $24 billion spending spree in 2016 and 17 to buy back stock, that maybe they'd be in a much different uh, situation. So they were spending, I, I believe, yeah, here you go, average price of $30 and 30 cents so right now today i looked it up earlier before we got on it's trading at six dollars so they spent a ton of their money basically blew their wad to go buy back their own stock because what happens is when you buy back your own stock let's say you have a million shares outstanding and then you go buy back your own stock and now you've got let's say 900 thousand shares outstanding if you still sell the same amount of widgets for the same amount of price and you bring in the same amount of revenue well now technically now you have 10 percent higher earnings per share because you've taken 10% of the stocks out of the equation. The CEO's pay in many times is going to be based off of uh, the options that they get. And so a lot of times these guys only get paid a dollar or a hundred thousand uh, dollars, which if you're a CEO and a hundred thousand is nothing, especially if you're in New York. And so these guys are getting paid all this money, but the, but the only way they really can cash in on this is if they have a high stock price, the easiest way to get a high stock price is to do is to go borrow a bunch of money for, you know, 2%, 
get a bond, maybe it's at 5%, and then you go then use that bond money to then buy back your own stock. And now when you're in trouble, instead of using that money for a rainy day, instead of investing it into R&D, instead of, you know, trying to diversify into different areas, they used it to, you know, it's, it's like a snake trying to eat its own tail to, uh, you know, to, you know, make himself not hungry anymore. But, you know, they've, they've absolutely, you know, this is not our fault. And so it shouldn't be. So what the Fed, so what Boeing should do is how about you sell some of your $80 billion worth of market cap stock before you go, you know, wanting, you know, all these bailouts and there shouldn't even be any bailouts. And so here we go. They blew it. They used up all their ammunition, a stunned Wall Street response to the Fed's failed intervention. And right now, I mean, I absolutely think the Fed has lost control, not only of the stock market, they're also starting to lose control of the bond market, as we just showed. And uh, what we have up on screen, this is actually the article I meant to show next, was why have more than 1,300 CEOs left their posts in the past year? And you know what my speculation is, Luke? My speculation, again, this is speculation, is that since a lot of these guys' options and girls' options to their stock and their salary is tied to this, their stock price, a lot of them knew what was going on over in Asia, probably late December, probably early January. They were starting to get an idea of what, what was going on. You know, I do know some bigger CEOs who were over there who were, you know, making making big moves over there. And I think ultimately this was a way for them to be able to cash in and not have to deal with the repercussions because if you're still, maybe there's some sort of, you know, golden parachutes where, Hey, if you, you know, leave the company after X amount of time, you could then exercise your stock. And so these guys, you know, if you're sitting on a million, million shares of stock and, you know, all of a sudden you, you, you see the writing on the wall that's going to be worthless in a year, you want to get out and, you know, collect your big fat paycheck right now, get your $50 million now. And so that's my speculation as to why it's happening. It's also, you know, very stressful having the deal go through a recession at, you know, as part of any big company. But man, I mean, I've been saying since day one, I mean, the big thing, the Fed really, I mean, the Fed has three things they try to save. They can try to save the stock market, the bond market, or the dollar. They could probably try to save two out of those three. And unfortunately, what they did is they tried saving the stock market. And what they, in order to save the save the stock market, they needed to get the interest rates back down to zero. So then that way, companies could borrow money to then buy back their own stock. And now the companies don't have the money, or sometimes even the ability to borrow. But I guess now they can go pledge their own collateral to the Fed. So why doesn't Boeing? Actually, you know what? I thought of this right now. Why doesn't Boeing just go and pledge their own stock to the Fed, and then they can get money that way? Uh, I guess that would be, a, you know, the Fed indirectly buying something that, you know, is going to be, you know, I don't want to say worthless, but it's probably worth, well, I guess it would be worth less, uh, not necessarily going to zero, but we do see the odds of Boeing going to zero actually has uh, skyrocketed. I mean, it's, uh, I know it had it up on screen a little little while ago. I'm trying to find it right now, but uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, okay. We're getting up right now as soon as the uh, software works. Yeah. 32% odds of default right now for Boeing. So their credit default swaps absolutely soared the past couple of days and uh you know and these all these collateralized loans all these leveraged loans i mean it's it's 2008 over again except this time they papered things over so badly so badly that this is way worse than 2008 you know for many reasons uh, one of the biggest reasons is there's way more debt now instead of you know actually you know building up a real economy we financialize the economy to allow companies to do these buybacks as we've mentioned and now the fact that they want new on bailouts is just ridiculous and you know I've, I've got no sympathy for them i work in the stock market and so you know a stock market going up is generally good but i also put, bought put options on the s p 500 so i'm also sitting pretty in that uh, regard as well but yeah luke I should not, I don't want to sound, I'm not some leftist socialist that wants to ban any of this stuff, but I also, you know what, if you want to, 
use this crony capital capital system to benefit yourself and now that crony capital system that you've absolutely exploited isn't going is isn't working in your favor well that should be tough on you i mean no one was there for me yeah sorry luke yeah, no one's no one's there for the average American. No one's there for the you know uh, you know working man and the entrepreneur and the businessman that has to face all these regulations and all these government intervention and all this permitting and all this other bullcrap that stops the average Joe from actually succeeding in life. The, again, we have to understand it, it's it's like it, it, we're we're living in crony capitalism. This is not capitalism. Many people are seeing what's happening right now and they're pointing the finger at cap, uh, capitalism. This is not it. This is socialism for the rich. And they're, they're literally bankrupting this country. People need to remember in 2008, major crisis that was brought on by very irresponsible behavior in the banking industry. The bubble that was there that was just filled with hot air and bull crap and, and smells of farts, right? It just got bigger, bigger, bigger. It popped. What happened with the with the fixing of the 2008 problem? Well, they, they just covered over, they put a little bit more plastic on this bubble and they put in more crap and <laughs> fake uh, hot air into it and, and farts into it. And it just got bigger and bigger. And all the people looking at the sidelines, they did the banker bailouts. Uh, they, they just handed uh, you know the banks whatever they wanted. Uh, they got rewarded for their responsible behavior. And then we see this bubble getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then... Uh, all the expert, all the experts, all the people are like, okay, there's a cycle. There's no way this is just going to keep going up. There's no way this bubble is just going to keep getting higher and higher. You know, just like any normal economic kind of cycle, it needs to go up and down. But it kept going up and 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 up. And many people are like, whoa, if this, there's going to be a correction, if there's going to be a cycle fix here, it's going to be really bad. It never happened. Now with the coronavirus raging, increasing, there's going to be more cases all throughout the United States. It's only going to get worse from here. Holy cow. I mean, this is a correction. This is a slap of reality that I don't know many people are ready to handle. And the way that it's being handled by our government, very, very uh, irresponsible. Uh, I mean, they're just talking about more bailouts. I mean, they're, they're, they're talking about uh, a universal basic income once of $1,000. But I mean, it's, it's just absolutely absolutely crazy and as you said it this is this is going to be way worse than 2008 uh slate has an article and it's titled you should be absolutely terrified about the economy if you remember early on when we we're talking about the coronavirus i said the the virus won't be as vicious as the economic ramifications from all of this i don't think they're going to be able to hold this up with their just make-believe uh you know unicorn magic uh, bullcrap. Do you think there's a chance, an opportunity for the government to somehow sustain this illogical behavior? Well, the only reason that they might be able to sustain it is if everything else is just so bad. Because, I mean, the main thing they want to sustain is the dollar. And this is going to sound absolutely crazy to probably everyone out here. But I actually thought that in the in a crisis that you'd actually see the dollar, in, at least in the beginning stages, probably actually gain value. And that's actually what we've seen the past seven days has actually been uh, one of, and actually let me just pull this up on screen over here from Zero Hedge. Well, yeah, I have a, I have an article here by uh, Yahoo Finance that's titled, Surging US Dollar is Next Big Headache for World Economy. 
Yeah, and so this is, you know, if, if every other place is even worse off than in, in terms of, you know, the Eurozone, I mean, so many places are in trouble that people always do the worst thing at the wrong time possible. And so part of that worst, worst timing is, you know, piling into the dollar. However, I mean, I did think that, you know, people do clamor for safety during this these types of events. And I did think the dollar would go up in the beginning stages of this. And one of the reasons why, and I mentioned this several times, is if you had, let's say you, you were able to insider trade, um, obviously I don't advocate insider trading, uh, but if you were to know that I think it was like August 3rd or 4th or 5th, something like this of 2011, when I think it was Moody's that downgraded the the uh, the debt from uh, AAA to AA for the U.S. debt. Let's say you knew in advance that was going to happen. Let's say your brother worked at Moody's and you know he tipped you off. What you would think is, okay, if they're going to downgrade the debt, what should that mean? It should mean now I require a higher interest payment or higher coupon payment because I'm taking on more risk. Well, what happened was after that news came out is that everybody then piled into into U.S. bonds and the bond yields actually went down and people required less of a premium to get into those assets. Completely, completely defies all logic. And so as I try to you know prognosticate on what's going to go on, I've got to also try to have this lens of trying to think of, of how people react and just try to think that people always react worse. So long run, I think the dollar is doomed. Short run, I, I expect this to continue. And we have seen over here, this is the biggest seven-day gain for the U.S. dollar since Black Wednesday in 1992. And that's when George Soros famously broke the Bank of England. And then uh, over here, we see S&P 500 crashes below December 2018 lows. The Dow collapses red since Trump's inauguration. And you know, not to take a little victory lap on this, but I did the first time I ever bought, started buying put options was uh, August of 2018, and I kept those options throughout, and they they exploded in value. And unfortunately, they all you know I, I thought the December 2018 what was going on that, that all this was papered over, and the only reason we bounced back from there was because people were believing that the Fed saved us. People were believing in these stock buybacks, and so I didn't cash in on those, and I actually all of those ended up expiring worthless. So all of my clients put options I bought, they all expired worthless, but we also bought the S&P 500. And so they ended up going up about, the S&P was up about 30% last year. So our clients were up about 25. And I'm not, I'm just, you know, in my head, if I had a crystal ball, I should have sold those options, but I didn't because I thought things, I, I knew that this did, did not, correct itself and so we re-upped those options in january and now they're up close to like 500 percent even as of yesterday i'm probably up even more now but this is not to make a commercial this is to show that this that these times this is not the end event yet the end event is is this is going to get a lot worse and I don't think there's any way that they can stop what is coming because they've built up such a mountain of debt such a mountain of everything that you know the bigger the house of cards that you have you know the less cards you need to take out from the bottom to have the whole thing crumble down and it starts with pension funds not being able to pay you know it starts with you know you know, at least out here in Arizona, I guess you're forced to pay the police, but you know, who knows if the police are even, even going to be showing up because if they all have coronavirus. And so this is just, I think, going to spiral out of control so many different ways, whether it's the high yield junk bonds, especially the energy junk bonds, all the collateralized loans out there. I mean, so much stuff is so interwoven together right now. It's really hard to make heads or tails of anything. I mean, we're seeing stockbreakers being triggered on a basically a daily basis. It's almost would be saying, if we have a slow day, we should actually say it's a crazy day because as Luke alluded to in the previous video, that crazy days over here are the norm. Down another 2,000 points again, about to hit 10% again. So it's just, yes, we're down 33.8% for the month, 25% year over year. And so we've, we've seen all these gains just got wiped out. So we took three years worth of gains, wiped out in the span, basically in a blink of an eye. 
And, uh, you know, it's just sad. It's just sad that a lot of people got their hopes up. A lot of people were, uh, you know, I, I just had a story the other day where uh, we actually canceled uh, building our home because of all, all this. I didn't want to build a home to begin with. Long story. And, you know, the, the people going through like, oh, we have other homes that we have because in the other homes were because little old ladies, you know, had to decide that they couldn't have their home because, uh, you know, they had lost so much money. But, but really look at the amount of money they lost. They lost, you know, essentially up until a week ago, you were back to where we were, were like last year. And we've just been in bubble territory. People get greedy during bubbles. But when you're in this type of situation, you just want to be the least worst off. You want to be able to keep up with your purchasing power, stick to basics, do the basic, you know, food prep, water prep, you know, build a community around you. That's most important. And then it's figuring out the rest of your, of your financial assets. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's just hard to keep up with everything, Luke. And I'm not sure, you know, too much more you want to talk about, but we're at half an hour now. Yeah, that, I mean, we, we were going to do like 20 minutes. Like We were supposed to do 10 minutes, but we did 20 minutes. We're doing 30 minutes. There's so many things to keep, uh, you know, our eyes on and to update you on. Uh, we're doing our, our best here, so stay tuned for more here. The situation's very fragile. Just be very careful. Just be very smart. Try to be as pragmatic as you can about this entire situation. But uh, just, just, again, craziness is the new norm. Expect that uh, to continue to go on actually actually can, yeah. I, can I make one more uh interjection yeah, yeah, yeah. that we had jerome powell who literally not even a year ago said that we should think of the unconventional as conventional so you know you got it even from jerome powell saying that yeah. craziness is the new norm yeah be prepared for anything and and thank you so much for uh watching independent media on this change the news channel expect more from us here almost every single day thank you again for watching i think there's a delay right yeah, there's a delay, so I've got to go back and, and cut and cut this. No, it's fine. Camtasia. It's okay. Well, no.